There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back, beautiful mamas. Today, I'm interviewing Lucy Good. She is a single mama of two girls and the creator of Beanstalk Mums, a beautiful support group, online platform and programs for mamas who are newly single or single women raising their families. I really wanted to speak to her because although we all have very similar challenges as we grow as women and as mothers, I know that for the single mamas that listen to this podcast, there are very particular things that you would love to know more about. But actually, when I went ahead and interviewed Lucy, I was amazed at the lessons that I learned from our conversation, ways in which I could rethink about my own life and how we are all so much more resilient and strong and amazing than we realise. So whether you're a single mama or not, you are going to love this chat with Lucy. This is the Happy Mama Movement with your host, Amy Taylor-Cabaz, author, mama to three, and editor of the Happy Mama magazine. In my mamahood journey, I have gone from an overachieving, addicted-to-busyness superwoman to finally slowing down, simplifying, and realizing that being a mama is the greatest self-development teacher in the world. And after more than 15 years covering breaking news, I've swapped current affairs to inspiration and now bring you the best I can find every week to help us feel more connected as women as we raise our families. Because when we come together, amazing things happen. So welcome to the movement. So Lucy, let's go back to the beginning then. Let's start when motherhood became your life. Where were you? Who were you? What were your priorities at that time? And how did motherhood change you? Oh, look, looking back now, I'd probably say um, I was pretty naive when I, when I became a mother. I think like most people, you don't really understand what it, um, what, what it takes until you actually are in the shoes of somebody with, a, with children. Um, my children are now... 11 and 14, so it was, seems like a lifetime ago almost. Um, but I had my um, children um, with my husband in the UK, and um, I was a very hands-on mum. I did the very best I could. Everything was homemade, all the food and everything. I was always at playgroups, and I feel that I did the very best I could um, to be the best mum I could be, and so I always feel happy about that. Um, but of course, um, the sad part of my story is that our marriage didn't work, and um, 
nothing exciting, no affairs, nothing like that. <laughs> we just grew apart, which in a way is even sadder. Mm. So I turned from married mum doing all these amazing things for my kids into single mum, which was an entirely different journey for me um, and a whole new way of parenting as a co-parent. And so when did you come out to Australia? Came out to Australia 10 years ago. So that was, we met in Australia, my ex-husband and I. Um, Funnily enough, we actually met on Fraser Island. I was hitching a lift and he picked me up. (laughs) And he lived an hour's drive from me in the UK. He was British as well. Um, So we undenied, undenied about living in Australia. And eventually, once the kids were, I think, about, two and five we said that life over here in England is just too miserable we can't do anything let's go to Australia where we met um with the idea thinking it might uh relight our marriage um, but of course emigrating is a big thing to do and a lot of stress is in that and our if you ask anyone who's been through it, they'll probably tell you it's probably one of the most stressful things in, in their lives trying to emigrate. Um, we were successful, but unfortunately it put even more pressure on our already dwindling relationship. And um, we broke up five years ago, so about four or five years into our time in Australia. So I never realised that was going to happen. So I'm kind of over here as a single mum without any family support at all because they're all on the other side of the world. Um, And my only family here are my two children. Mm. Which is something that you're really passionate about now. You support other single mummers in their journey and really create a sense of community around them, which I really want to talk to you about in just a moment. But through all of that time, have you really been on your own through such a tumultuous and and difficult time? How did you find the strength and and what did you learn about yourself through that? Oh, look, where do I start with that? The, um, The first question about finding strength is, as we know as mothers, We just dig deep and we find what we need to, to be the best mothers that we can be. And that's what I did and that's what all mothers do, that's what all single mums do. And I think that um, the journey to becoming a single mum brings out strengths within us that we never knew that we had. And this is something that I always uh, rant on about to my own audience. Look, you have, look what you've been through. Look what you've done. Look at all these amazing strengths that you've acquired along the way. And, um, for example, my journey, which, as I say, there was no... I was so lucky there was no DV, there was no emotional abuse, there was no affair. It was just a very sad journey, and I had to pull myself back up from that. Um, But as part of it, I feel that um, I've become a much more independent person um, I'm much more resilient. I'm much more forgiving. Um, and I believe that the strength that I've gained from my journey to become a single mother is what has given me the ability to start my own business. So there are things that you can you build on and then you can apply them to other parts of your life. And I always have a fear that if I hadn't have become a single mum, I might never have tapped into these amazing strengths that I've discovered. 
But I love that because I do think, and in fact, I was speaking to mamas in my program just last night about the fact that everything that happens to us, everything, the good, the bad and the ugly happens to help us grow to help us become mm. the people we're meant to be. And even though it's really difficult to see that at the time, there is always an opportunity to grow into who you can be at your best in all of these situations. Oh, there really is. And I, and I say to people, if they're, if they're feeling down or something bad has happened, that this has happened for a reason. You you can't see it right now, mm. but you will see it at some point in the future and it will be like the pennies dropped. You say, ah, oh, that's why that happened to me. And if it is, it might not be an obvious thing, but it might be that it's built up some of your character in some way to give you the strength that you need to deal with something else in your life. Mm. So being a single mama comes with a whole bunch of very unique challenges that mamas like myself who have a partner could not understand. We try to, but we cannot understand. Like you said, until you walk in the shoes of that person, you're not really sure what it would be like. So can you help us understand what the unique challenges are, either for the mamas that are listening who just want a better understanding or for the mamas that are just starting on this single mum journey? Talk to us about the things that you really need to understand and learn about and grow through? Oh, look, there's so many different things and everybody's journey is so unique. Um, You know, uh, on my platform of single mums, I've got one too in the crisis period. So right at the beginning of the breakup and they need, um, you know, they have certain struggles and then there's those who are sort of a little bit further along who have found a bit more balance and they have different struggles and it goes on and on but I do um, a lot of research into um, the struggles of the modern day single mother and I'd say that the the, the, the unique challenges that we have are uh, financial of mm-hmm. course mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's extremely difficult to survive on one income um, and let me just say that um, I generally think that many single mums, um, they go back to work, they retrain, and a lot of them are reasonably good earners, but they have to put all of their money into all of the bills, the rent, the mortgage, everything, into their kids and don't have a lot of money left over. So that's surviving on, income, on that one income. So even the, um, the mothers there who have got husbands that work away, so they have similar challenges to single mums, perhaps on an everyday basis but they do have that second income. So that's probably the main challenge that we face. But there's also other things as well. Decision-making as a single mother can be hard because you haven't got somebody to chat to about ideas, what to do with your kids. So it can be really difficult to know what the right thing is to do. And on my group, the Single Mum Vine, People often come on and say, look, ladies, I've got to make this decision. Can you help me? And we try and offer as much support as we can because you just need input from someone else. And that probably leads me on to the third um, main challenge of a single mother, which is is isolation and a sense of loneliness. Um, Because although we could be really, really busy all the time um, with our kids, we can sometimes be quite lonely uh, because we don't have a lot of time to go out and socialise. Um, we don't have a partner to talk to. And um, again, that's where things like social media, um, these groups come in really useful for single mothers um, just to chat to each other and just have a sense that there are other people out there who are um, in the same situation as themselves. Mm. 
And so tell us the story of why you created Beanstalk Mums and, and how that works. Of course, and that's a great question um, now because I was a little bit concerned that what I was just saying to you made it sound as if um, us single mums are all a bit miserable because we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm extremely happy to be a single mother. I don't regret my marriage in the slightest. I was madly in love with uh, my husband when I married him, but it didn't work. Mm. So what's happened is I've taken another path in life, okay, and that Turns out, has turned out for me because I've made it so to be a brilliant part, and that is the way single, many single mothers are. You know, we are uh, wonderful, determined, happy ladies who life hasn't gone quite to plan for, and I don't believe society sees us like that. They see us slightly differently, and there is. And still a stigma about single mothers out there in society. And when I first became one, that laid very heavy on me. Mm. And I found myself fueling it. You know, I'd be on the phone to the water people saying, I can't pay it. I can't pay it all in one go. I'm a single mother. <laughs> As if that meant I was this awfully downtrodden person. But really, I, I wasn't. And I wanted to embrace the fact that I I had this new path ahead of me and I wanted to help other single mothers do that. Um, and when I was looking around for resources for single mums and support and help and friendship and companionship of people in the same position as me, I found that there was so little out there. And what there was was very much targeted towards the negative side of being a single mum, things like DV, things like homelessness and um, family courts, which absolutely have, have to be out there. But what about the good side of it? And what about supporting and inspiring one another and helping the other single mums who are early on in that first stage of the journey, as I mentioned earlier, the crisis journey? So being stalked mum is a really happy, positive space where I'm trying to say, I'm proud to be a single mum. I'm happy to be a single mum. And I want other people to feel the same way. And we don't have to shy away. We can be, you don't have to look far in society today to see a single mother who is doing really well. You look on the TV, government, look around the school playground. Um, a lot of my close friends are single mothers with successful businesses. Um, so it's just about supporting and inspire, inspiring one another um, in a happy place where we, um, where we can embrace um, our single motherhood. What a beautiful intention and vision because I know in the work that I do with mamas and they are both single mamas and mamas in uh, traditional relationships, the single biggest challenge for us as women is the story we tell ourselves about what's happening in our life, the story that mm. we carry with us from either what society tells us is going to happen or perhaps our own prejudices that we've been carrying with us, this story that we have running through our mind all of the time. And I absolutely love that one of the main things you do is to retell the story and is to remind these women how resilient they are how this is an opportunity to craft your own life, how you are now the one in control of where you head and what you do with your life. And that must be the most rewarding thing to do. Oh, it is. It is. It's so exciting. Um, and it's about being liberated. 
And when you say about telling, tell, retelling the story, and that's where the name Beanstalk comes from, it's a story, Jack mm. and the Beanstalk. And um, there is a happily ever after at the end of every fairy story. And single mothers may not have got the one that they thought they would, but it comes in many different forms. And there's no reason to say, okay, I didn't get that happily ever after. I'm not going to get that. Because you are going to get it. It just might not be the one you thought it was going to be. And how exciting that you've got another opportunity to go and get it. So, yeah, it's about finding our happily ever after. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. I absolutely <laughs> love that, Lucy. Thank you for going out there and doing that work. That's okay. I love doing it. I, I just love it. I'm never more content than <laughs> I have two of my most content moments um, in my life is either being with my girls or working on my business. And the two are so interlinked as well. So it's great for me. And so a lot of what we talk about at Happy Mama is self-care, although I do not really like that word very much. I mm. think there's a lot of stories once again around what self-care is and we often think about it being a manicure or going off and hanging out with our girlfriends but for me it's much more deeper than that and it is a self-compassion and nourishment of yourself and honoring who you are and what you're going through so in your journey as a single mama and as a mama in as in a as a whole how have you practiced self-care for want of a better word when you've been going through so much change, what have been your practices, your saving graces? Well, I have to admit that um, I have been the typical uh, mother in that I um, haven't always practiced self-care as I should, um, but I have always done it on some level, and I think to do all the things I've had to do I couldn't have done them without that level of self-care. At one point, I had two jobs, my business, my kids, and I was Uber driving at the same time. Oh, my goodness. So you, you simply cannot um, do all that, as you say, without something in there for yourself. And I agree wholeheartedly with you in the fact that it is more than going for a coffee with friends. Um, yes, I meditate, and it's something that I've started doing um, fairly recently as I went to um, a, an event with um, uh, Lisa Messenger and Denise Duffel-Thomas, and there was loads of other amazing um, business mums there. And it just seemed that they were all talking about meditation. Mm. And I thought, well, there has to be something in this. Um, so it, it's just the most incredible thing, and even if it's just for 10 minutes, a day it's something um, so can I, I pause you there I'm sorry yeah, to interrupt sure. can I pause you there and ask you for the mummers who have also heard me banging on about meditation for <laughs> ages <laughs> as a newbie mm. and you say what difference it's made can you can mm. you sell it to my mummers who don't believe me yet oh look it's just I can't um I almost can't explain it because it's um, it's almost an intangible but very, very noticeable, which is a bit of contradiction in terms of things. But when you take time out for yourself and you say, I'm going to watch Netflix or I'm going to go for a coffee with a friend or I don't know what, it, or even a walk along the beach, your mind is always ticking away. 
ticking, 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 going on about your life. You're talking to your friend about your life. You're walking along the beach, but you're actually thinking about what you're going to give the kids for dinner or what the next step with your business is or how much washing you've got to do. But with meditation, you close down. Mm. And I think what I like about it as well is that I often used to say, (laughs) this is awful, the best time of my day is when I'm asleep. And it's that (laughs) when I get into bed, because I used to, you know, my head would hit the pillow and I'd just fall into that incredible um, moment between awake and asleep. And meditation is somewhere there. And and it's like getting, getting an extra hit of that. And it lasts longer because you're in control of it because it happens so quickly when you're exhausted and you get into bed. Would you agree? Is that an okay description? I've never been asked to describe it. I think you've just described it beautifully. And I think... For those of us who have been doing it for a long time, sometimes we forget how to explain it. And what you've just said is exactly right. I often think of it as in, you know, when you're busy on your laptop or your computer and you've got all the different tabs open and you're jumping Mm. between Facebook and emails Mm. and that document and that website and that Google, um, meditation is like closing all the tabs. And I think you've described it exactly the same way, that even (laughs) when we're walking along the beach or exercising or doing those things that we know we need to do, our mind is still rushing at the same pace it was before. This is your chance to stop and slow down. Beautiful. I'm so glad I asked you about that. That's fantastic. (laughs) Thanks, Lucy. I'm glad I managed to get the right words out. No, see, the meditation's (laughs) working. I love it. (laughs) Um, But one more thing before we finish up with our final three questions are just to finish our talk there about self-care um and I'm and I'm guessing this for you so please tell me if I'm right or wrong but I would imagine that your work with Beanstalk Mums and with those mummers is part of your self-care in the sense of my practice of self-care is very much tied up with how I create these podcasts and what I write and how I connect with mummers because it allows me to fill myself up so much and be reminded of what I need when I talk to other people about it too. So I'm sure your business has been a big part of you looking after yourself too, do you think? A hundred percent. I mean, I it is entwined into my life now, is me. Um, the, the failures and successes of my business are are, um, are linked so closely to my own. I just can't explain it. Me and the business are one. Mm. And yes, I, I absolutely love um, to work on it because I feel at peace and I learn so much. And it, it, this, this probably is just going slightly more onto empowerment rather than self-care, but Empowerment is really important. And one of the things that I get, and I think so many mothers on my platforms get from Beanstalk, is this ability to help one another um, through our own negative experiences. Mm. So bad things have happened in our lives, but we are now offering help and support to other people who are going through similar situations. And that in itself makes you feel amazing because you're turning something that was negative in your life into something good by helping others. And that's a really empowering thing. And I believe that empowerment is an important part of self-care. I totally agree. And the sense of community and tribe that women can do so well when we're supporting each other. 
Um, exactly. Really, it's almost magical empowerment, isn't it, between women? It really can be. It's spectacular. I see it the same in my groups, yes. You're listening to the Happy Mama Movement. At the core of it, the Happy Mama Movement is all about one simple idea, that mamahood can be the greatest catalyst for change in a busy woman's life. So now for the big three questions. What has motherhood taught you about yourself? Okay, what hasn't it taught me about myself? (laughs) (laughs) It taught me a million things. Um, I think probably um, my main thing that it's taught me is that everything in life is a phase. Um, So when children are growing up, right from when they're babies, everything that they do is a phase. It's going to change. So they might be teething. Well, that will stop and it will get better. Um, They might get ill. Um, Every every age that they go through, new things happen. Um, And it's not just with our kids, it's with our lives. Um, Lives are transient. Things come and go. Um, And so I love the fact that things are a phase because if I'm going through a good phase, I like to be grateful for that. I like to stop and think, this is just great. Things are going really well at the moment. But at the same time, if things are bad, then you can think, well, this isn't going to last. You know, I'm going to do my best to get out of this, but things are going to change. And motherhood has brought me that by watching my kids grow and see how how life is all a phase Mm. as I watch them grow. Mm. I love that. That's right. And to practice gratitude in the great bits and know that we can't hang on to those great bits just as much as we can't hang on to the to the bad bits. It is all of a cycle and a process, isn't it? It absolutely is. And um, my youngest daughter went through just a stage, again, a phase of, um, of a type of anxiety, I would call it. I never really did label it. Um, but one of the things that we did was a memory jar, which, you know, where you just put little memories through the week, little things that happen that you've enjoyed, a piece of cake you've had, which was yummy. So put a note on a bit of paper, put it in, or something that made you laugh, put it on a note, put it in the jar. And then at the end of the week, we'd empty the jar and look at all the things that we'd done during the week that we were grateful for and that had made us laugh or that had made us feel happy. Um, and that is a really great exercise of gratefulness to do with your kids because life is so fast-paced now that they just move through it so quickly. And I think it's so sad that they don't take in all the wonderful things around them every day. What a beautiful idea. Thank you for that. I think we'll all be starting that after hearing that. That's <laughs> such a great idea. <laughs> There's a blog on Beanstalk about it. Excellent. Take a look. (laughs) Okay, so if you could go back and tell yourself one thing about motherhood before you started on this journey, what would it be? Um, I would say don't be hard on yourself. Mm. Um, I think we all try so hard to be perfect. No such thing as perfection. It took me a long time to learn that. Don't beat yourself up. Do the best you can. I have adult tantrums. <laughs> I scream at my kids. But afterwards, I apologize. And I say, look, I'm sorry because, I, you know, I'm only human. And I realize that you think I'm a crazy mom for shouting at you. But the reason I did it is because this is when this happened. Um, and I think once you stop being hard on yourself, you stop trying so hard to do everything perfectly. And you become more human to your kids as well. 
Mm. And they, you don't expect them to be perfect either. Exactly. And everyone starts relaxing and enjoying the journey a lot more. Um, so definitely that. Um, and, and, you know, on top of that, one of my real things is not to feel that you have to conform to the way everybody else is doing things. Do things your way or the way your kids like things done. You don't have to conform because that's what it says in the book or that's what the parents in the playground said. You know, you're your own people. You're your own little tribe and do things your own way. Mm, Beautiful. So finally then, what does being a happy mama mean to you? Um, That is a question that would uh, change whenever you ask me, I think. Mm. Again, going back to phases, it depends what phase we're in. But I think my answer for that today will be based on a situation yesterday uh, when we were getting ready for school and my girls had watched a video and they were telling me about it and they were making me laugh. And the three of us, it was a video that perhaps nobody else would have found particularly funny, but somehow there was this connection between the three of us that we both had this bizarre sense of humour. It was about a man chasing a bat around a house and his wife was looking through the window. But we all connected and we laughed so hard. Um, and that, laughing with your kids, genuinely laughing and connecting is a golden moment of happiness as a mum. And really that's about connection and realising that there's something very special about you and your kids that other people Mm. might not ever understand, but it's that beautiful connection. Yeah, we're we're each other's people. Mm, We're a team and, um, you know, and it's not always easy. God, you know, I make it sound as though we're amazing and we're always laughing, but we're not. We shout at each other in the mornings when they're not ready in time. And um, my youngest, my eldest, sorry, is 14. So I'm I'm experiencing the beginning of the teenage years, which, which is hard. But within that, Uh, You know, everything is worth it for those special connections which Mm. you get. And when your kids, I've found as my kids have grown that I've enjoyed it more and more Mm. connecting with them. I love it as they grow and they grow and we can talk more. Um, I just love that. I love it so much. Um, And that, yeah, it's my special happy moment as a mum. I love it. Thank you so much, Lucy. The the insights that you've shared are, of course, going to be amazing for mamas that are single or going through that. And I'm sure this podcast will be something that people come back to over and over again. But I think we can all learn from what you've shared today. So I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. It's great to come and chat to you, Amy. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Happy Mama Movement. To make sure you never miss an insight, please subscribe to this podcast and also pop on over to see the latest issue of the Happy Mama magazine at www.happymama.com.au. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.